Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Narch the Soul of Nicole. So thank you for listening to the Hashtag Relatable series. And here we are on another episode of this series where I'm looking at Vatican documents. So from the title, you might know that this is about the letter to artists, okay? The letter to artists by uh, Pope St. John Paul II. And I'm very excited to have my very beautiful, very talented friend from across the seas and continents, Mariah. Mariah is here with us today. So hi, Mariah. Hi, Nicole. Pleasure to be here again, especially to, to discuss this wonderful, wonderful letter to artists. Happy to be here. And we are so like so so happy and so thankful, I think, for Mariah's uh, beautiful presence here with us on the podcast. Yeah, so just to give us a little bit of background, today we were look, we are gonna look at uh Pope St. John Paul II's letter to artists, which I found quite an interesting document, did not even know uh that there was anything addressed to artists, particularly in the Catholic Church. Uh, but you know, every day I'm amazed and every day I learn new things. So maybe we can uh, start with like, you know, like like Mariah, you know, maybe what are some of like, you know, your initial thoughts? How do you feel you know, about this uh, letter to artists? I think it's so beautiful and so amazing. So I think I came across it the first time, I think perhaps the, the same year that we were both living together at Newman House. So that was back in 2000, 2015? I think so. Around that yes. time. <laughs> yeah, around that time. And exactly the same as you, I just, I was just so in awe of it because for me, it made complete sense and it felt I love that it's entitled as a letter because it really feels like a heart to heart, heart to heart words from from writer to reader. Um, and I just I mean, we can get into all the different themes of it. But firstly, the artist as the image of God, the creator, that made complete sense to me the first time I read it. So God being the creator and his work being reflected in everything that we see around us, it makes complete sense that he's made the world in such a beautiful way. And every time that we look at beauty in the world, we're inspired by it in some way to create again. So there's this kind of multitude, go, go forth and multiply, be fruitful and multiply kind of thing going on there with creativity. And I think that's how generally creativity works is that one person creates something you're inspired by it and it kind of passes the baton on to the next person. So yeah, I love that um, the artists have been acknowledged and appreciated and we can sort of see the imagery being mirrored with, with God and, and with his creation. That's just uh, kind of the first thing that jumps out for me at least. And I love, I love what you said actually Mariah about like how creativity inspires creativity like how God's yeah. creativity is like also the source of like our creative power and I dare say genius okay because sometimes we think that we are not very like genius creators uh, but here we have quotes and John Paul II saying you artists ingenious creators of beauty that you are and I was like oh so okay he thinks that I'm all right <laughs> he thinks that my uh, supposed uh, attempts at painting and writing are, are really not that bad um, and I really like what you said about how I think even as artists, like we inspire each other because I'm really inspired, I think, by your, your page, right? Rhea writes and I'm like, every time I go to your page, I'm like, so much good things, so much good stuff. Something I just sit down there and I bask, you know, for a while, like I just need that time, you know, in the day. And I'm like, 
wow, you know, I, I, it inspires me to write stuff. Like, I think I've written like a few poems kind of like inspired by stuff that you have done. And I find it so amazing, you know, how it's a cycle, right? And it multiplies as we're saying multitudes. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like, you know, where did these ideas come from? But it, it kind of like flows, you know? Like your ideas yeah. definitely flow from another source and another source and another source. And I'm like, where is the provenance yeah, of all of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, praise God for that, absolutely. And likewise, your creativity inspires me. And I think that's how it works. And exactly what you're saying, I think if you kind of go back in the chain and try and figure out where it's come from, for me, I absolutely think that, yeah, God is behind that and God is within that. And I think it's often at least for me, and I'll be interested to kind of hear what your experiences are as well, where I feel a little bit like shy or scared to share any of my creations, whether that's art, music, writing, what have you, Um, or I'm kind of in a kind of creative rut and I've got writer's block. I think when I kind of sit back and allow the Holy Spirit or I kind of think to myself, okay, well, it's not me here. It's like Holy Spirit moving and working through me as, as we're supposed to be in every aspect of our life as kind of followers of Christ but especially when it comes to creating like it flows so much better it flows so much more it, it flows it flows in a way that I think is not about me being the creator and thinking about what is the audience going to be what is the reception what's it gonna you know am I writing it well or blah 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 it kind of silences the inner edit the inner editor because it allows space for God and it allows space for God to be. So I think that's a really useful lesson for me to apply in life in lots of other ways. Like when I sit down to write a poem or I sit down to write a piece of writing, I'm not there like, okay, right, I've got my timer here. I've got my pen here and I have to write this. And it has to be blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, actually God enjoys creating with us. He is delighted to co-create our lives, you know, with him. Um, so I think, yeah, that's the beautiful thing about how creativity works and we can be inspired by so many things. Yeah, I love like what you were saying about like how I think as artists, sometimes we have that innate kind of fear to share what we have created because we think, oh, it's not good enough. Oh, no, nobody's going to like it. No one's going to read it. Mm-hmm. And then there's like inner critic speaking, right? You know, especially as writers, right? You're like, oh, is anyone going to read this? okay, like, what am I saying in this poem? Not really sure. But I think I feel, like, really inspired also, you know, by your example, you know, when you read your poetry and it's like, you know, there's so much power to those words. And I'm like, you know, this power is coming from somewhere and you just really just told us where the power is coming from. I mean, the person next to you who is, like, co-creating with you. Yeah, and, like, the Holy Spirit is, like, really on fire. I, t- I tell you, he's on fire. And he, and as you are saying, it becomes so so smooth right it just comes it flows like it's not like this kind of like you're saying like when you get writer's block you're like i've got no ideas nothing to write about you know you look at the blank wall and you're like i've got nothing nothing is coming um but you know when you are inspired by the spirit things just start to move right like internally it starts to move you get on the move you start writing Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes Mm -hmm. you can't explain those dry spells right you're like sometimes like um Mm -hmm it's been five days I've not written a word is everything okay and like learning Mm -hmm. to realize that it is okay it is all right we will have like our fellow periods you know where things are just not blooming you know things are not happening but something is happening even though we can't see it on the surface yeah and I I, 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 I like that metaphor yeah 
totally you know what I I love what you just said about something is happening because I've been reflecting on that more so I'm always writing but I'm not always sharing and when I'm when like when I'm not always sharing I think to myself like oh especially since I've started to do that like oh maybe I should be doing this or I should be doing that and I think the shoulds that we have in life can actually be quite restrictive for us especially when it comes to prayer um, and I think often, especially like recently with 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 prayer and thinking about this letter to artists and thinking about ourselves as being creatives or creating, like it's really, really important to be an observer and appreciator of art as well. So that has really alleviated. So, I mean, for example, like the past, I don't know how long I haven't been posting um, poems or poetry so much on my page doesn't mean to say that I'm not creating but I'm really enjoying being an observer and a lover of art and a lover of books and a lover of and like what you're doing is recharging and it's like you're literally plugging the socket back into the wall again and you're juicing up on everything and in that time the kind of cogs are turning and oh that's really good or that line is really good or I'm listening to a song and really moved by a specific lyric I'm like gosh that lyric in and of itself I want to create a poem out of, or I want to create something else out of. So I think what's really beautiful, once again, going back to that, to the encyclical is it speaks a lot about Genesis and like mm. the creation and the creation of man. It's like actually our original state and our original way of being was to be in, re in receipt of God's love. Like before we, you know, rolled up our sleeves and was like, okay, let's, you know, start the ball rolling on creation <laughs> and like, so. And, and and the whole the whole way that the Bible unfolds, like we just received received and like basked in the beauty of Eden, and we could just be complete appreciators of art. That was the first ever museum. That was the first ever gallery that ever existed. And we, all we had to do was look around and enjoy it and receive it. And I think that for me is really important in my kind of okay, so I create and then I receive, and then I create and then I receive to kind of remind myself that it's not always about production. And actually, if you're only about producing, you're not allowing yourself to be the full creator that I think God has intended us to be. I love, I love, I love that um, you actually brought up Genesis. I think because like that really reminds us of like where it all began. Like even, you know, the yeah. Lord himself, like, you know, I mean, it's like a low key joke, but like he rested on the seventh day. And he just admired <laughs> what he had produced, you know. He was not gonna like I'm I'm gonna keep going and you know, like making edits and making changes. And I'm like, I think most of us also like feel that that you know innate like desire to like, oh I've got to go and change that line again, you know, it's not good enough. But like the Lord like created us as we are, and he's like, You are my created beings, you are my beloved daughter, you know, daughters and sons, and I didn't wanna like, you know, change you, you know, in, in any way. And I love mm. what you were saying about how that was the first museum. Like Eden was the first museum. You know, we we go to museums technically nowadays to like look at art, which I lo I love that. I really love that, especially on my off days. And off days not only meaning like off from work, but like not having anything creative. You know, like in my bones yeah. at that point in time. Yeah, I, I feel it's so important to just sometimes like not be caught up with the doing, like as you're saying, production. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because we feel like, you know, production equals value, production equals yeah. purpose. And sometimes, you know, we kind of forget that our purpose or that God himself has created us not to do per se, right? Mm -hmm. Not to serve, but to be, 
right? Just mm. as we are works of art, like I mean, we are walking around, we are works of art <laughs> as well. Also, like we don't we, we don't need to go to the museum or like Tate or whatever. It's all right, <laughs> because yeah, we are also masterpieces, and it's a work of art. Sometimes it's so hard to claim though, but it's so hard to like acknowledge and say, "Yep, I am a masterpiece." Because there are days when we don't feel like it. You no, know, we feel like, yes. oh, you know, I've got so much flaws. You know, it's not it's not even about age. You know, like you know, your body's breaking down. You can't do it. You can't do a particular pose in the yoga class. So you're like, you're like, ah, I'm feeling like things are breaking down. But you're just like, sometimes <laughs> you're you're just standing there and you're like, oh, you know, like Lord, did you really create me as who I am? Like, you know, can I change myself? You know, is there a need for me to change? You know, sometimes society makes us think that we we there's something wrong yeah. with us, right? And we have to change, yeah. but like, thank you for reminding me that we are wow masterpieces in His hands. And you know, mm-hmm. I really want to hear you know from you. What do you feel about how this you know entire act of creation is also in the service of this big, big thing called beauty? Yeah, beauty. Yeah. Just appreciating the beauty. Yeah, I think that plays. Oh, there's so so much in what you just said that I completely resonate with and love and appreciate you articulated it in such a beautiful way um and speaking of beautiful yeah beauty of course is plays such a big role because it reflects the heart of god when we think that um you know we don't quite have the right words or we're not quite in the right place i think god is always speaking to us through the beauty that we see around us and i think in a very particular way in a very beautiful way in the catholic church like i am for ever going to be a nerd about architecture (laughs) and the way so many cathedrals and beautiful Catholic spaces look. And I think, you know, I think for people who aren't Catholic or aren't Christian, that it's come under attack a lot, you know, saying, you know, all this opulence and things like this. And I understand that argument, but I think it's also, for me, I just think, I mean, for anyone who's ever visited Rome and you go into those certain places that feeling of wow there this is the work of so many different artists and so many different craftspeople who were just so in love with God and so in awe that they've just done their best to try and capture within a small way what a slight piece of heaven feels like or what a slight piece of a relationship with God feels like and I think that is just that will always astound me And of course, there's so many different ways to express beauty. I think beauty can be through words, beauty can be through singing, through through sound, through through scent, through touch. And I think there's definitely something about the the mass. And I thought that last night when I went to visual mass, even where it's just so multi-sensory, you know, you're smelling the incense and that's beautiful, like I'm looking around and it's the architecture stunning and I can hear you know the choir thank goodness we're allowed to that we're allowed to listen to choirs we're not allowed to sing along although a lot of people were humming humming along out of tune which is also quite entertaining um but yeah it, it everything around you reflects that beauty and I think it doesn't have to be within those sacred spaces either funny enough I remember I wrote a piece for your for your blog as well about sacred spaces oh, like yes. during lockdown and actually it doesn't have to be within these four walls it doesn't have to be within the walls of the church like you can find that sacred space and that beauty wherever you are and I think I think we also forget in in the modern in the modern use of the word beauty if you were to type in beauty into Pinterest for example or into Google (laughs) the first things that come up 
usually is like the beauty industry, right? So makeup, skincare, et cetera. But beauty is actually a virtue Mm. and a value and something so much deeper than that. To say that you live one's life seeking out beauty or you live one's life, you know, in dedication to beauty, it's, it's so much bigger than just the surface level or just the kind of exterior. Um, to say that someone's a beautiful person is such a compliment because it's it's reflecting once again the heart of God. It's it's so much bigger than just the external. Yeah, I love I love what you were saying. You know about how everything reflects beauty. You know, and sometimes we you know even though we sometimes find it um, in our sacred spaces, our churches, it also mm-hmm. kind of resides in like everything that we see. Sometimes it's a lens that we have. You know, if we, if we yeah. see something as, oh, this is a broken thing, it's a broken window, but actually it's a beautiful window. It's a window that allows yeah. us to see outside, you know, but we only yeah. see it as like, ah, it's, you know, it's got cracks and things and yeah. it's not what it should be. But I think that's because like we're holding it up to some kind of like invisible standard, like just like the beauty industry, right? Everybody feels very mm. pressured to look a certain way, to buy this sort of makeup, you know, to wear this sort of clothes. And if you don't fit in, then somehow you are like kind of seen as like not beautiful or you haven't met to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, society's standards. Are. But when you were saying that beauty is a virtue and value, wow, that is like, you know, perspective shift, <laughs> a complete <laughs> shift in perspective. Because people think it's like a noun, you know, it's like something to be had. Someone has it, someone doesn't have it. But you're like, yeah, this is like a virtue and it's, it's innate. Like everyone in innately has this beauty. It's just that sometimes Absolutely. we kind of, you know, we just deny that it's there. We don't, we want to suppress it, you know, and I, I find it very sad, you know, that you no know, men and women alike, sometimes we just don't see this inner beauty, you know, that the Lord, I think, has like placed in our hearts. Um, yeah. And it's so sad that we, we, a lot of, a lot of people still feel it's like very skin deep, you know, it's just like, oh, what I see on the outside. But like, you know, how often have we heard of people saying, you have such a beautiful heart, you know? Like you, you know, you bring yeah. so much beauty to the world. You bring so much love and joy. And it's kind of born out of all of that, you know, to be beautiful as a person. Uh, I mean, in, in our common usage of the word, it's like, you know, oh, okay, the person looks beautiful because, you know, she's wearing a nice dress, you know, or something like that. But that's mm-hmm. not what I think the Lord actually intended for this word to mean or that word to be used. It's like so much more. Yeah. It's like the very nature and essence um, of the person. You know, it's like, I don't know how to like kind of think about yeah. it, but like, you know, it's like this, this glowing. And people say, oh, you've got like such a glow. You look so radiant. And it's like, you know, it's, it's yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think you've nailed on the head again. That's exactly it. And I think that, that radiates so much more than I think we realize or we give credit to. I've seen people who are physically beautiful, but don't have that side of them or kind of internally feel very empty or are pursuing things that are very empty. And you can see it and you can see the reverse as well. People who very much live their life with joy and abundance and to the full, and they just radiate beauty. And that's why, that's why I'm kind of very keen to sort of say that I think beauty is a virtue and it's, it's a, it's a value that we can cultivate and we do actively cultivate. And it just reminded me, as you were saying that, about the last poem that I put on my page on Rye Writes was about like the first line saying that your default state is love. And that actually came from 
a, a point of prayer and thinking that that is like if nothing else if you're looking for your purpose in life and you don't know where you're going or you're feeling a little bit lost or feeling a little bit astray, if nothing else, remember that your default state is love and that's who God has created you to be. And that is exactly what you're saying about that beauty. And that's, if, if, if we all sort of start from that place, it makes everything else so much easier. And it's, when you say it out loud, that sounds really, really simple, but in actuality, it's very difficult because there's so many different messages that we get from the world right every day that tell us you're not beautiful until x y and z happens or if you stand next to that person you know you're definitely not beautiful if you sat, you know there's there's a constant barrage of comparison and yeah uh, a, a kind of arrival point that is always shifting so i think coming back to that knowledge of who you are and who you're created to be and that your default state is love is really important to hold tight of and it's something I have to remind myself of as well it's not it's definitely a work in progress kind of thing I really really love by the way I really love that poem of yours like Mariah that's like amazing I was like when I was watching it on like I think the um the IG live or, or, or function right I was like this is what I wanted to say you know and I think you know the fact that you can put it into words you know and you're saying it with so much conviction I was like holy spirit is just coming out like radiating as you're saying it's radiating you know like you're glowing you know you know, people are not talking about the glow that came from using, you know, XX, you know, such type of makeup or something, or like drinking some special juice or something, even though I'm sure that's really good for all of us. You know, like people keep trying to give us these cheap, you know, ways of getting, you know, to a certain outcome. I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, come on, man. Like, it's about prayer, you know, like Mariah is, you know, a woman of prayer. And that is why she's radiating, you know, all of this this beauty, you know, when people like, you know, ask what's your secret, you know, and things like that. I'm like, you know, what do people expect to hear? Like what? I'm using a special rice essence thing on my face. <laughs> like, like that's not, you know, like I think these people need to spoiler <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, spoiler, <laughs> excuse me, you know. <laughs> so it's like, you know, yeah, I think when people um start to realize that hey, you know, that there, there's another reason, right? Uh, for, yeah. for why this person has this disposition or this, you know, perspective on life, people start to to really kind of rediscover their own, you know, uh, ability to kind of like harness this beauty because they sometimes think, oh, I don't have it. You know, why, why should I even like, you know, think about it or desire for it? But we should desire for it. We should continue yeah. to kind of like live out, I think, this, this beauty. Yeah. Um, in our lives and I think it's something that we really need the church needs the world needs um, you know this this artistic vocation you know this appreciation of beauty because a lot of people think oh it's really frivolous you know like why what, what's with all this sacred art going around you know like as you were saying you know when you walk into to into a cathedral and you're like wow this is a great sculpture like I, I personally love sculpture like I, I keep yeah. writing poems about sculptures even though I know nothing wow. much about it <laughs> beyond just looking at it yeah yeah Yeah. i love sculpture and like i I like the metaphor also of sculpting because i feel like the Mm. lord is kind of sculpting us in a way like you know he's kind of chiseling away certain things uh, off our shoulders and he's like molding and remolding or maybe clay because i think maybe the marble a bit hard but it's okay maybe the clay a bit better but but you know what you know what i mean yeah 
yeah, being, I love yeah, I love sculpture and clay as well. And I think it, I think it mimics so much of of create of God's relationship with us as um, the created and the creator. Obviously, there's so much about you know like Abba Father being the Potter and we are the clay. Um, and I definitely think about and kind of definitely kind of have gone into quite prayerful states when I've had a little go at doing pottery myself and even with sculpture as well. And I can't remember who told me this and I'll have to find the quote exactly. But I remember this sort of story of, um, you know, this artist, this sculpture being asked, how, how on earth do you create these amazing pieces of work from just a slab of marble? And then it turns into this amazing, you know, figurine of a person or whatever. And, and he sort of retorted saying, I take away everything that's not necessary. Oh. I take away everything that's not needed. Oh. And I think the reason why that was told to me at the time is it was an analogy and I was thinking about other things going on in life. And I think that's exactly it. Like actually, sometimes it's not about searching out for the things that are most beautiful. Like, okay, what is the gem or what is the thing? What is the exact word I'm trying to find? But actually, you know, you do the reverse, you take away everything that's not necessary. And then what you're left with is the beauty. And so I think there's so many beautiful things when we reflect on the process of creating that is a prayer in and of itself. It's not even necessary the end product. It's it's the process which is actually really beautiful as well. Yeah, I really love what you were saying um, about the inherent beauty that's inside the marble. Yeah. Mm. Like I feel like there's another quote I heard somewhere, but like someone about yeah. something about someone liberating David from the marble or liberating you know someone from the marble I know someone said something like this <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. probably wrongly attributed to someone but it's but like no that goes back to the, the point that you were making is about the process it's about the fact that that thing of beauty is already inside the marble like we don't have to look for other things to kind of you know add on to that marble it's just about chipping mm-hmm. away the things that are unnecessary because we right are actually inside that marble you know and you know sometimes we're like I'm, I'm i'm like fighting to get out i'm fighting to like figure out what's happening you know in my life and when we finally like rest and like sink into that state of like hey i am a beautiful masterpiece you know i mean you know not not in like a sort of like diva-esque way but like hey mm. i feel peaceful i feel like i am where I, where I need to be at this particular moment I don't need to strive. I don't need to prove to people what I should be mm. or who I should be. That's when we start to like sink into and kind of like inhale, you know, this scent, you know, this beautiful aroma of like, hey, this is what yeah. God created me to be. This is where I am yeah. supposed to be at this point. Yeah. 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 Nicole, there's a bit of the letter that I wanted to to share with you obviously it's not sharing because you're, you're aware of it but it's a part that actually struck me and um a bit that reminded me of one of my favorite bible verses so it says that is why artists the more conscious they are of their gift are led all the more to see themselves and the whole creation with eyes able to contemplate and give thanks and raise to god a hymn of praise this is the only way for them to come to a full understanding of themselves their vocation and their mission and I really loved that section and it reminded me of a bible verse and I remember I think I must have been around like 18 or 19 kind of having quiet time in my bible um, and seeing this line which said like god takes no delight in those who shrink back and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
like what you're trying to say there but I think that there's there's a balance to be had right that yes we observe but I think God also wants us to share and so like don't shrink back with the gifts that you have um but I just wondered yeah what are your thoughts on that because it's saying yeah the more more conscious they are of their gift the more they're able to see themselves and the whole of the creation with those eyes to contemplate and give thanks to God um yeah what were your thoughts on that wow I I also felt personally called out uh, by that verse when you just said it I was like whoa that's a little bit like you know God I think you need to hold up a little bit like you know let's not shrink back that's like, what I felt. yeah I felt like whoa no, like, no, I want to shrink back. Yeah, I want to shrink back. Yeah, that's my tendency, man. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, you want me to share this stuff? Like, really? Like, can't I just keep the flame, you know, under my bed or something? Like, but I feel like it's an invitation by him. Like, I think he's not trying to like force us out into the force us out into the light and like, oh, you better share your gifts. But I think he's like, hey, you know, I've kind of bestowed you with these gifts right and you know if you keep this flame under your bed it's not going to shine it's not going to give warmth to other people it's not going to illuminate their path like I gave you the flame I gave you these gifts you know it's like the like the parable of the talents you're going to go and uh, bury it somewhere inside the soil and you know you're not gonna you know you're not going to multiply you know as you were saying at the start of the podcast it's not going to multiply and I think like you know the, the, the Lord gives us all these gifts these talents these abilities so that we can better the lives, you know, of other people. We can let them experience the beauty as well. You know, sometimes a lot of people, you know, they're living in a lot of, like, brokenness and woundedness, and they're like, oh, you know, they feel, like, very dis- of despair, you know, like, oh, you know, life is like this, you know, it's, it's so gray, and it's like, I want you to add color to these people. So I'm like, you know, metaphorically, literally, sometimes when you have, like, paint, I guess you are, like, adding color to people's life. But, yeah, yeah. you know, he wants us to share, wants us to share so that he can take our five loaves to fish you know and feed a thousand people like we don't even know the impact of our art and the things that we do you know sometimes we're like okay you know you write a poem I do a podcast and I'm like I don't know what's happening with this podcast I don't know what's happening with this thing no for example that we're doing Mm -hmm. but then you realize that actually it's like a ripple effect it's affecting so many people in ways that we can't see um, and I think that is a little bit like how God's love kind of really reverberates. It's like in a musical term, it's like it reverberates across, you know, different people, you know, it goes from one person to another and we're continuously sharing it, right? It's going all over, right? It's not meant to be like kept into like ourselves and be like, yes, I, I, I'm going to write my article, but I don't want to share it because I'm not sure whether people are going to read it, but like, I think there is that phase because we're not sure, right, about ourselves. We're not yeah. sure whether this is what God wants us to do. But, like, I think when you had that moment at 18, like, he's like, come on, Mariah, you my bright, shining star, please. You know, like, <laughs> claim it, man, claim it, girl. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure he speaks in a sassy voice. So, like, in my dreams, he does. But, you know, he's like, nah, come on, you know, what are you doing? You know? Like, like oh, God, yeah, God. like... So, like, you know what are you doing you know you've got a couple of boys just put him out there you know like I'm like okay <laughs> I oh got it God. yeah I mean that it only took me 10 years to share it yeah absolutely but um, oh my gosh that's so I love the idea of him speaking in a sassy voice like you just said that's so funny um one of the things you were saying about um like taking time to also reflect and sit back on what has been created 
and genesis and how that kind of relates when you were saying that before it just reminded me like how much like if you do come back a bible study and obviously start out with genesis and look at words obviously you know i love words and looking at how they are how much the line and he saw it was good comes up like over and over again like a mantra and it's so beautiful and it just makes me think exactly what you're saying about like you need time to yes acknowledge that you are a creator and a co-creator and yes god sees you as a masterpiece and yes you need time to stop and breathe and look at your own creations and look at other people's creations because that's exactly what god was doing on the seventh day and throughout like he did it at the end of every day in fact each time he made one step further it's like he made some animals and god saw that it was good and then he put the stars in the sky and god was like wow that's really good like i love how he's like patting himself on the back at each yeah that's that's exactly when when we breathe life into things that we've created and we're doing it from a really good space we're doing it from just a pure heart of love and hopefully reflecting reflecting god and god's goodness we can sit back and we can say oh it's good and hopefully other people can say it's good as well and i think that's if, if anything can help me and you and anyone who's listening who is creating to think yeah let's not shrink back (laughs) let's try not to shrink back